Welcome to the JD Power Work at Home podcast. I'm Michael Vermillion with JD Power, and with me today are Mark Miller, who leads JD Power's customer service advisory practice. Welcome, Mark. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me today. Uh, we also have Scott Killingsworth, who's a senior director with JD Power's customer service advisory practice. Uh, welcome, Scott. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Mike. Thanks. Uh, glad to be here today. And uh, today we have a special guest, Brandon Knight, who's Vice President of Contact Center Practice at Telerus. Uh, Brandon, uh, welcome and thanks for joining. Absolutely, Mike. Thanks. Nice to uh, be here. I'm looking forward to having some cool conversation with these smart guys. Okay, terrific. So work at home is an extension of our organizational best practices work here at JD Power. And our goal for this podcast is to highlight some of the organizational challenges of work at home. And hopefully we'll also point out some solutions. So with that in mind, let's jump in. Uh, so Brandon, uh, the the key theme today is around technology and work at home. So why don't we look back to the beginning of the pandemic and uh, the transition to work at home has been described as two years of digital transformation crammed into two months. <laughs> so from a from a technology perspective, how would you score the uh, the transition to work at home? Honestly, like I think that's a fair assessment, and I think if you put all the companies together, I, I think we're 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 about a B minus or or C plus, depending on the industry. Some some industries fared better. Some industries already had technology for work at home or or remote agents, or some industries were already using cloud communications technology, which made it easier for them to move. And then some were were premises based. They were heavy brick and mortar. And um, and they're still working on it, quite frankly. I'm I'm, I'm sure Mark has has has, has experienced that as as well. These some guys are still trying to figure it out. We're we're nine ten months in. They're still trying to figure it out. Sad but true. But it is predictable, right? To your point, if you have a legacy industry with a legacy way of operating, right, and uh, be brick and mortar heavy uh, when this pandemic hit you are at a very, very significant disadvantage in terms of the transition. So it's been rough for a lot of companies. But Brandon, as you know, there's been some heroes out there, right? I mean, some literally like heroic efforts to move people out of centers, moving them into their homes and getting them up and ready. And um, so the effort from our group has been good, but the tech part, you know, it's just hard to move 20,000 agents uh, from a brick and mortar environment to, you know, handing out laptops in a uh, parking lot and then getting them up to speed in a couple of days. But that actually happened, right, in this world. It, it did. It did. It legit happened. As I said, some people did it. And from a technology perspective, I think people are noticing now that even the best of technologies, you know, were not prepared for the sheer volume. I mean, think about the amount of meetings that you guys have been on when you've had audio problems or, or video problems or internet going down. Just the sheer number of people that are doing commercial business out of residential areas has had a negative impact. Yeah, Brandon, this is Scott. You know, we, um, through our certification program, we're exposed to a lot of top performers and, and Mark hit the nail on the head. There's been a lot of heroic effort out there from truly uh, committed people, um, you know, that 
are delivering some outstanding service despite um, all the challenges. And I think as we, you know, we're looking back, but as we look forward, you know, some companies are overcoming um, those challenges day by day and they're getting better and better. And I think some companies are, you know, really struggling um, to stay afloat. So it's really going to be interesting to see what happens as we move forward. That's a great, uh, great kickoff, guys. Uh, So Brandon, why don't we turn the conversation to some of the key challenges that companies are facing today when it comes to a a work at home environment and maybe starting with security. So, so what kind of issues or challenges um, do you see uh, companies um, having to address um, when it comes to security and um, uh, technology for working at home? Yeah, you 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 hit the nail right on the head, man. Security is the biggest issue right now with work at home. And if you think about it, the biggest issue facing uh, contact center companies in general are people. It's the people, and 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 not not just the cost of them, but the security risk that they are. Quite frankly, but but you mitigate that when you're in a in a brick and mortar. You mitigate that by visually doing things. There are certain places where you work where you can't have cell phones, where you can have different. Uh, you have to be off the floor. You can't take breaks. All these types of things, and they have screen, you know, monitoring things. And then you have the physical supervisors, the leadership that can walk around. All of that goes out of the window when you go home. You can't. Not not only can you not account for your individual employee and what they're doing with the data that's accessible to them, you certainly can't count for whoever else. We call them coworkers, but whoever else they live with, right? Any anyone else in that home, and now. You think about companies that have to guarantee PCI compliance, companies that have to guarantee regulatory compliance around healthcare information and personal information. How are they doing that now? Now, now, now we're seeing a lot of different technologies come into play for, uh, they, for, for round numbers, let's say prior to June or July, there may have been four or five good companies that could track on a screen and the activity and, and the camera and stuff like that. Now there's like 20 and probably by January, February, there'll be another 15, 20. They're just coming out of the woodwork because there's such a huge need to um, to kind of guarantee. So, so much of how security was guaranteed was based on the physical things that happen in a premises based company and the physical things that happen from actually having security in a building, none of which exists right now. Hmm. So it, it's, it's really, really tough. Um, another, uh, challenge area that we see for work at home is around productivity. So, so we saw, I think an initial increase in productivity in the early days back in March and April, May, mm-hmm. uh, and over the summer, uh, productivity started to wane. So, so, so how does, how can technology help here just in terms of, um, uh, tools and, and I don't know if it's, if it's measurement or, or what, but, um, when it comes to, to productivity, what's, what's the role for technology? Yeah, from 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 a productivity perspective, the technology that you're seeing more in use um, accounts for exactly what you talked about. There was a there was an initial first few months of hey, we work at home, we're so happy, our morale is up, we're gonna do great, we're gonna show them that this works. And we got into the summer months and the early fall months, and 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 the employees started to settle in because the work at home became the norm, the newness of it wore off. So what you what you saw during the summer months was companies looking more for um, productivity tools on, on both the positive and the, and the analytical side. The analytical side was we need more things to track the number of emails, the number of phone calls, 
the number of interactions the person is having from a productivity perspective. But then we also need something that can be almost an automated um, notification system. Like if, if somebody's on the phone too long or someone's falling behind the average return time or something like that, we they we, software that is taking the place of the supervisor who would normally say, hey, do you need help? Now there's technology monitoring what agents are doing and the technology is saying, hey, do you need help? I saw this in the, in the knowledge base based on the fact that you're still on this call and this should have been short and all those types of things. So we're seeing more um, we're seeing more around that, but we're also seeing more real time tools. It's almost like the tools that were normally reserved for leadership are being pushed down to the agent. So now the agent can kind of self-manage a little bit. So so the agent doesn't just see how the company is doing. They're now seeing how they're doing specific to goals versus just, you know, call handling, email handling, you know, chats and stuff like that. So I think that's that's the technology advantage now is agents are more aware of their performance versus the goal. Something that they would have normally only seen on a monthly basis or on a, on a, on a one-on-one, they get to see every day in real time now. So it's, it's way more impactful. Yeah, I just want to jump in here real quick because it also relates to the notion of employee engagement, which I think we're going to chat with, uh, chat about here momentarily. Um, you know, one of the wild cards, and Brain has done a great job of describing some of the dynamics, right, that used to exist versus what exists now. And uh, in a brick and mortar environment, you take this notion of connection, relationship, the concept of team, you take that for granted because you're co-located with all these people. Someone can walk behind you, touch you on your shoulder, give you the thumbs up, look you in the eye. The rep felt like, oh, my leader is uh, there for me, right? You could always go and talk to your coworker, um, put them on hold, ask a quick question. They literally roll over. Well, that environment has to literally be manufactured today. So like in our best practices um, in a work at home environment, you have to literally schedule in connection meetings, like on a daily basis. Like this is not like information exchange. This is, hey, Mike, how are you doing? How is life treating you? If you don't have those connections, then it creates longer term problems. But my point is, in terms of productivity, you now have these engagements that have to be built into your workforce management system and literally planned for. In addition to the team meetings, you're still by law required to give you know, a couple of breaks. You have your lunch hour, but now you have these other elements uh, that are being put in place. And then finally, you have other elements that things that used to take less time, like for example, hey, we're pulling a few reps off to do, to be part of a problem solving team. Well, we all go through how long it takes to get up, running, sound checks, people are on mute. All of those things are adding to productivity inhibitors and challenges that are just from the environment that now the tech has to figure out a way to to improve. But it's just uh, this entire environment, to Brandon's point, New companies are coming up all the time simply because we've never experienced this and now there's opportunity. And the last thing I would just say to encourage the folks out there, it's worth the time, effort, energy 
to put into this because you can really separate yourself as an employer and as a service provider if you make these investments and create um, a, a differentiated level of service by covering some of these basics that everyone had taken for granted for so many years. So just more uh, thoughts. Yeah, thanks, Mark. That's great. Um, so, so Brandon, third challenge area, and I think we've talked a bit about this already, but uh, we see um, a lot of uh, focus on employee engagement mm-hmm. and things like in this new work and home environment, how, how do you do coaching? Uh, but other questions like how do you onboard new employees or how do you support your culture uh, or change your culture? What, what, what role does what, what role does technology play here in terms of um, helping with employee engagement? Well, I think the technology plays um, a, a role. Of, of, of course, uh, more so we're seeing some practical things. You know, like like um, you know people sending home packets and swag and stuff like that. But the technology plays a, a part in the in the use of of, of video conferencing and and webinars. Uh, in a classroom environment so that it looks kind of like it would look if you were onboarding a a person. Um, And even uh, further on that, one of the things that I've seen people do well is not just use video meetings or conferences for work-related things or production-related things. I've seen some of the more successful companies use it to even have a a virtual potluck or virtual, like I, I, I know of a couple of companies that actually have video meetings where the people can see each other, but no, no work is being presented. It's just like a team meeting. And they, and they sent, uh, they sent Domino's or Pizza Hut or Grubhub to the actual employee. So all the employees have, you know, they, they're actually having like a lunch meeting or a lunch gathering together. And, and the video is, is, is doing that. And I encourage people to use video conferencing for more than just when you want to coach people or just when you have a meeting. And of course, the other thing is the gamification, the technology that, that, in a fun way, there's technology now in in the contact center space, the UC space that mimics uh, Facebook a little bit. It looks like Instagram. You can get points that people like what you post, and you can share. and And that type of technology is being used, and it's also the same place where the agents would uh, IM and instant message each other. So the agents are using this tool for work related things to ask questions. But they can also do fun things in it. They can post pictures in it. They can um, they can look at the stats for the whole company. They can look at themselves. They can see how they compare to others, and they get um, they get trophies or they get medals or they get points. And so that type of technology is really kind of taking the place of some of the stuff that used to happen in person. And the agents are getting to interact with their coworkers, even though their coworkers could be or, or most likely literally are miles away. So I, I think that's where we're seeing technology kind of step in and, and help create that in-house environment a little bit. Thanks, Brandon. This has been a great conversation today. Uh, so just want to finish up by turning um, uh, an eye to the future. And so, so Brandon, I'll toss this one to you and then would ask Mark and Scott to, to jump in as well. So assuming that we'll be in an uh, environment that will continue, that's going to continue to be work at home or perhaps some sort of hybrid environment with some in office brick and mortar and some work at home going forward. What should companies be focused on from a technology perspective uh, to um, support this kind of environment uh, for the long run? 
That's a great question. I think I'm, it's, it's two parts to me. I'll try to do uh, quickly. One part is I think they should uh, get better and, and the, at the work at home. And the way you get better at it is first removing the mentality that this is temporary. We need to let that go. I know it's hard. Um, I know everyone keeps talking about, you know, when, when we can get back to doing this and when we can get back, back to doing that. But quite frankly, this, this delivery method, um, I think companies need to be looking at the long haul. They need to be looking at if more than half our staff stayed at home, what would our technology have to look like? How do we have to shore things up? Because so many of these companies did piecemeal or like Mark said in the beginning, they just rushed to do it and did not do a good job of it. So I think that's that's the, the first thing is accept that this is this is not temporary. It's happening. It's real. And we need to improve our technology to, to make it a longstanding thing. The second part of that, as I would say, is some some companies were caught off guard because they had no technology for work at home or remote agents. So I would say even when there is somewhat of a brick or mortar presence again, there's always or should always be some technology to allow your agents to work remotely, even if it isn't a pandemic, even if it is a you know bad weather, inclement situation, disaster, whatever it is, companies need to have a long term technology plan around remote workforces. Yeah, I would agree with that. The reality is if you don't, your competitors will, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so it's like there are lots of people. And if you think about contact center agents, you know, whether it be on the phone or responding to chats, email, social, et cetera, et cetera, Many of them, the majority of them love it, right? And it's easy to see why. They save money. They save commute time. Um, uh, they save money on meals. Uh, they get more family time. So the notion of saying, hey, we're going to go back to brick and mortar, you can make that decision. But just understand that so many companies have decided to either go full out remote or at least partial, that you're now competing with all of those other uh, companies, not just in your local area, but nationally, right? Because now yeah. you can work anywhere. That means you can hire anybody from anywhere. Exactly. Exactly. You know, right. I also wanted, you know, we talk about the future and I think your um, comment, brain on gamification is so important. The reality is, is that in a few years, over 75% of our workforce inside contact centers, these are all Generation Z folks. I mean, not millennials, but the next generation born after 1996. So if you do not have mechanisms that the vast majority of your workforce can relate to, i.e. the gamification around, you know, likes and Facebook and Instagram and all of those things, that is how an entire generation literally gets its um, feedback and gets its support structure from. And th that's something that has to be integrated. Uh, so it, it, folks, you know, listening to this uh, podcast, take the time to uh, look through and adopt gamification strategies because your workforce, if you don't do it, if you don't mimic that, the vast majority of your workforce can't relate to what you're doing and are going to 
go find companies that will. So um, it'll yeah. be fun over the next, it'll be fun over the next uh, two years, five years, 10 years to see uh, where this goes. Mark, I just uh, have, have one comment. You made me think of something. I've talked to a couple of companies uh, over the last uh, week or so that have the vast majority of their agents at home, but they have very small workforces, you know, four, five, 10 agents in these massive centers. I would just say, don't forget about those folks, right? Um, you know, they're going through transition too. They were once in a bustling um, call center, many people, those same, you know, interactions and relationships, Mark, you were talking about that go on. Um, you know, in a physical environment. And now the vast majority of their coworkers and maybe even their supervisors at home. So, you know, it's, it's almost reversed. Uh, now they are using technology that their supervisors at home, uh, you know, trying to do, uh, you know, a coaching session or something with them actually sitting in a cubicle uh, in an almost empty call center. So that's the last thing that I would say is just don't forget about those folks that, um, you know, may st still be in a brick and mortar uh, inner, they're kind of caught up in this transition too. Well, that was a great conversation today. Uh, Mark and Scott and Brandon, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having us, man. It was a great conversation. Uh, good hanging out with you guys for a while. Okay. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thanks. And uh, thanks to our listeners as well. To learn more about the JD Power customer service advisory practice, Visit us on the web at jdpower.com slash business, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>